episode of Local to Legend. Today we get to wrap up the season. I'm gonna call it a season. It's not a season. We're just wrapping up for spring. We are taking the summer off. We are enjoying summer here and your girl is gonna be raising some capital for my tech company, The Hummingbirds. So that gets to be where my brain is at for the next few months. So send me all the good vibes that I get investors and supporters who can help turn my local social influence marketplace into a thriving business that goes to every city imaginable. That's really what I'm working towards. It's been intense. So I get to keep that intensity going for the next couple months. And um, I did want to wrap up, though, with a lovely human, Sierra, who I've gotten to know over the past, past few years in the Des Moines area until she left in a van, which she lives out of. So I wanted to bring Sierra on to talk about her journey because you know me, I I created this podcast because I want to share stories. I want people to connect with real humans doing cool stuff in the world. And Sierra is a perfect example of someone who was on this professional path, hitting goals, hitting milestones, like showing up and networking and doing the thing and realized that was not her truth and her being and her essence. And she made a pivot, bought a van, and now lives out of it on the Pacific Northwest Coast, at least for now. And I wanted to walk through that journey and experience because I think so many of us um, either have dreams of taking our business on the road or building something from wherever, or maybe just quitting everything and buying an RV or camper van and just living out of it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking about myself. (laughs) Um, That is very seven of me to be like, wanting to do and experience and see all through a new perspective, like a a van. Um, So this episode was a breath of fresh air. You get to hear like the wilderness she's in, the space she's in. It's just so beautiful. You can't see, obviously, the experience she's having like I could on the Zoom call, but it's really pretty where she's at. And so I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it with Sierra. And let's dive into the show. Well, hey, Sierra, thanks so much for being on Local to Legend today. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Emily, for inviting me on. I'm so excited to catch up. Yes, all the way from the Pacific Northwest now. And I got to know you in Des Moines. So let's just like, let's dive into your journey, who you are, where you're from, like, what did you want to be as a little kid? Like, tell us all the things, like Uh little Sierra. (laughs) Okay, so if we start with where I'm from, that is such like an intricate question and answer because I want to say I really am from the Midwest. I'm from Iowa. I grew up in Iowa, small town, Western, everything, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. But um, I was born in Cebu, Philippines. I immigrated here with my grandparents and my dad and my brother when I was six. Mm-hmm. And we landed in Las Vegas, Nevada, where I have so many family um, who are still there. Um wow. And then my mom got a job in Iowa, and that kind of started the whole Midwest journey for all of us. Yeah, Um, that is an intricate story for sure. You can say Midwest, but like that's not totally accurate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then you just stayed until you didn't. But like, (laughs) um. yeah, I remember a moment where my brother's like, "I just, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. why are we here? Like, why do we have to be here? Because." Uh, we've traveled a lot as children and then as adults. Um, and I remember looking at him and be like, you know, the person who brought us here doesn't even live in Iowa. 
Like my mom is a yep. traveling physical therapist. No so she travels the nation living her best life, doing her work. And I was like, we can both go. <laughs> and we both had moments of like, oh my God. What we are can't. we doing? Yes. Because you so, were like settled into Des Moines. Like how long were you in Iowa slash like Des Moines area? Um, I moved to Des Moines in 2013. And if you want it to happen, Des Moines can easily become your community. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can become... Des Moines like it's it's one of those cities to me I feel like it's a small town mm-hmm. but to others I know it's a city mm-hmm. but to me it's like you kind of know everyone you know like the ins and outs you know where to go you have your favorites mm-hmm. and Des Moines becomes that safe spot mm-hmm. where to this day I still haven't been able to find a place quite like Des Moines mm-hmm. um where the community, especially like the women and the like small business owners, is just so fun and it's just just good energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. So what brought you to Des Moines then? Is this where you were at when you like grew up here? And then no, because you said 2013. Oh, I um graduated from the University of Iowa, and then I just started applying for jobs everywhere, <laughs> and like I wanted to move to Chicago so bad because all of my friends had moved to Chicago and I wanted to live there and have fun and like go to brunch with them like I was just having like it's just so jealous um but none of the jobs lined up and just like I knew some of my friends who had already lived there were like Sierra you have to have a good job in order to really enjoy here fair yeah. I I don't know. I just like have a lifestyle where I enjoy everything. Mm-hmm. And so nothing I was finding was enough. So I found a couple positions in Des Moines. Um, and I wasn't getting a hit on anything. And then all of a sudden in like two days, they all called back and were like, We want this, come on. And so I actually moved to Des Moines in 2013 for a job. And then I had told myself too, mm-hmm. where I was like, I'm not staying here for long. Mm-hmm. And then like almost oh. a decade later, yes. you made some moves. Like, honestly, like how fast does a decade go? Because I graduated from Drake University in 2012 and I was like, that was 10 years ago. That was literally, I don't even understand. This yeah. is what college students look like too. Like also I look at, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, there's so much that's Maybe. changed on my skin. Yes. <laughs> it's fine it's just like whoa it's alarming but um it's odd though because like we constantly change but time has never changed but we continue to be shocked about it every time Mm -hmm. every time I know so what did you find yourself doing like in some of your early Des Moines days like because obviously finding community is like a big thing and it feels like that maybe came naturally to you or you like found your people but like what did Mm -hmm. that look like in your early you know early 20s out brunching and living your life living life I when I moved to Des Moines my goal in my most of my like younger 20s was to be the best professional to be the best young professional oh you ever was I didn't know this about you like so like YPC kind of gal yes (laughs) like all of that, like everything that encompasses that, 
that was Sierra from like 22 to like 28. So my goals back then are nowhere near where they are now. I'm not sure if I would even get along with that person. Mm-hmm. I think that she would just be like, y'all just rest, you know? Yeah. Just sit down. Like no yeah. one cares. Um, I was just really focused on building my career um, and wanting to be like this professional that you see on in like movies or like make my family proud. But, you know, now I live in a van and I do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, we got to We got to talk about that turning point because it's that's very like opposite. Yeah. But like something had to happen or something was maybe in you forever to be like, this isn't what I really want, but I keep doing it. Like, is that how you always felt? Or like, did you have a, like a, a moment? I think I had a collection of moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it all started from, I don't know. I went into higher ed for a little while um, and worked in that field. Uh, and where I would say the team that I worked with was so, I, I, I want to share it as if it was like, you have this really bright light, mm-hmm. but someone in the middle of the night or when you're not looking comes in and just twists it just a little bit off. Mm-hmm. So your light is just getting intentionally dimmer and dimmer. Um, and no matter how hard you try, uh, it almost seems pointless. Mm-hmm. And so there are a couple moments at that employer where um I really had to ask myself, like, what am I even doing all of this for? Mm-hmm. Like, who, I can't remember who asked, but they were like, who are you? But don't tell me about your work. You're like, oh, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. I could not answer the question. And that really stressed me out. So I was pretty freaked out about it because I didn't know mm-hmm. who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I started figuring that out. Um, and really allowing myself to feel. Uh, my family is very uh, work first, feelings never. Feelings um, never. Feelings never. Very like the frozen theme of um, conceal, don't feel. Mm. Yeah, is, mm-hmm. uh, and so I started feeling, uh, basically, yeah, I started feeling and mm-hmm. asking myself hard questions and that shit got wild um and that started a whole new like I some people might say downhill but looking back I think it was a whole new life that I was building for myself it just kind of was a little rough at first oh for sure because like especially you just get in your head like wait is this really what life is about and this is how I've been living and you just like start questioning everything and everyone and like oh my gosh like Mm-hmm. I'm sure for like some of your closest friends, it was like a huge, maybe not downhill, but just like watching that happen is mm-hmm. it's a lot to process. Like, yeah. and especially if you were kind of, you know, attracting friends who maybe also like conceal, don't feel like then mm-hmm. that can be hard to be like, no, I'm kind of this way now where I like to talk about my feelings and like <laughs> my mm-hmm. dreams and my ambitions. And people are like, just, just go to work. Let's talk about how much you hate your coworkers instead. And it's yes. like, oh. yeah. No. Yeah, I think it was a matter of like I remember like writing down everything I was part of. Um and then asking myself what actually was bringing me happiness. 
mm-hmm. uh, and nothing was. Nothing. So, well, my entire being at that time was revolved around professional like milestones. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't out exploring the world or yeah. reading Like, you know, like learning, having conversations with people who were different than me, um, doing things that scared me. I was just following a track that impressed people that often I didn't even like. (laughs) So status weird. And I think that's so societal in so many ways, because I was definitely born and raised in that like small town. You go to school, you get married, you do the stuff. And then the moment you question it, you're like wait, is that even okay? Like no one gets it. I just, so I totally relate been there, but it's yeah, messy and complex. And so obviously you're hitting these milestones professionally, but then you're like, I don't want to do this. Do you change like career path in that time frame, Or do you, is this when like the van experience happens or like what's kind of happening mm-hmm. in your life when this like new version 2.0 is born? Yeah. I actually thought um, I had reached a really great point when I had moved to a new employer. Everything was cool, great. Um, but then it was kind of just the same stuff there. Um, I was also, that's also kind of when, uh, the pandemic started. Uh, and that was really rough to kind of navigate. Um, I was also in a relationship that wasn't very serving for me in any way. Um, but we were just kind of there, you know, like it was kind Mm -hmm. of, kind of stuck. And when, things kind of, when the whole world shut their doors and quarantined, uh, it's kind of hard to figure out, like, how to be happy when you're around someone that you're not happy with. Yeah. Um, And you're doing things that you're not happy doing. So it's kind of like a forced, like, sit down and figure it out. Yep. Um, Yeah. And then so I remember that first summer after the pandemic started, uh, that's actually when I started going camping a lot because mm. uh, I had biking and I needed to just be outside mm-hmm. uh, because inside was no longer good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I was like, I want to be out here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but being doing what I'm doing is not it for me. Um, and as like silly as it sounds, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I just started seeing a lot of like tiny living and like tiny movement and like van life all on my social media. Gosh. Um, And I had actually went through the process of looking to buy a house in the Des Moines area, but bless my realtor because the patience she had after like she could have shown me the the most perfect home for me and I still would have said no. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because I just knew deep down it was not right. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I remember on January, I can't remember the exact date, but I had a meeting with a consultation for the van builders. And they're like, if you're ready to do this, go ahead and put the money down today or this week or whatever. Um, And I did. And Mm -hmm. then that I think that exact moment shifted my entire mindset of, yeah. This no longer is my world. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a new one. Um, okay. So let's like talk about the details here because like you were working full time and then all of a sudden it felt like you weren't and you were in a van, but like right. you had to like 
been intentional. And I remember like little slices of like, you were super diligent about like, I feel like, like financial independence, whether it's like debt free, like, right. Weren't you like kind of yeah, yeah. really, really passionate about that for maybe you still are like, I just remember yeah. seeing like how diligent and how focused you were on that and feeling really like that's so cool. And it clearly has translated into this new opportunity for you, I would imagine. But talk us through like how you make these types of decisions. Cause I imagine so many people will be like, I can never do that. Like that seems impossible, blah, blah, blah. Like story, story, story. But yeah. like you clearly made a path that was possible. So like talk through a yeah. little bit of like what was going on in your, your brain, your life. Sure. Okay. So, um, I'm going to start it back to when I decided to go to choose sober. So I haven't mm-hmm. drank alcohol in like th- two, three years maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and I continued doing that because it was a challenge for a month. And so I continued doing that because I saw that financially uh, that's where my money was going. Um, I was spending hundreds um, on alcohol for no reason. Like yeah. as a young professional, the way that I was living that young professional life, that means a lot of happy hours and networking and yeah. events and uh, they're not free. So um, yeah, I stopped doing that. Uh, and all these changes kind of happened. And I was the main thing that I was worried about was community. And if, um, if I would still have friends, uh, I don't have any of those friends anymore that I was in the young professionals. Really? Yeah. They, um, I think we stay in touch. And by that, I mean, like, I see them on Facebook, I guess. And I, and I want to like root for their own happiness, but yeah. we're not like hanging out anymore. Yeah. Um, when you experience your growth uh, or when you choose different people don't often support. So um, especially who don't just don't align with that. So I stopped getting the invites to mm-hmm. events. Um and I honestly think I am more fun now sober than ever before. But I'm also like in my 30s and I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like I like, yep. I do not care. Like yep. you do whatever you want. I will be over here in the woods. Like wow, these beautiful flowers. People can't see yeah. it obviously on a podcast, but oh, yeah, love it. Okay. Like, so- I'm happy. So, but yes, yeah. I was like budget wise. Um, I still am a budget coach. And so I'm helping women uh, reach like financial independence through being um, budget conscious, as well as just like one step closer to being fully debt free. So I paid off all my debt. And then uh, the down payment for the van was 5,000. And I was able to pay that off immediately or like pay that off in one uh, payment. And then they were asking for another 10K plus when you pick up the van, you have to pay the remainder. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in my head, I was like, okay, well, I've already been training like Mm -hmm. budget wise for this. Um, And it's, it's really funny because I had lived a paycheck to paycheck life. Like Mm -hmm. I've had great jobs, yeah, but for some reason, a bitch can't save money. (laughs) So like, I just spent it on whatever. Um, but but when you are so like truly aligned to your goals and what feels right, Mm -hmm. you'll make it work. Yeah. Um, so I was able to pay for the entire build, uh, in cash, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then the van itself is financed, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was just, 
something I did, I, something that I would have said I could never. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I really did. Like I really went and did that. Um, That's so cool. Did you, and you were at this point kind of like, yeah. Cause you were doing like, did you say budget coaching essentially like supporting yeah. women and like, obviously some, like your life kind of evolved as well, like working full time, but you were side hustling and like doing some of your own things. Like I remember mm-hmm. buying one of your first shirts. Like yes. I loved that shirt. I don't know yeah. where it is. It's probably too small now. I don't know. Um, I've grown <laughs> since COVID. Um, but yeah. yeah, I, I just, I see some of these things happening. So obviously you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. And like with van life, are you like, how does, how does it work to like work in a van? What are you doing? Like you quit how a job. Ex- how do we exist? How do we make money? Right. Yeah. Everyone um, wants to know, like, do you have passive income? Do you have an e-commerce shop? Like blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 yes. So, um, I still do budget coaching. I have a couple clients that I do business coaching with, but as of recently, I'm starting to feel less passion of with budget and business mm-hmm. and more so in creating content. Like, I know that's such like a, this kind of time, like role, but uh, the content that I've been creating has been recognized by companies that we want to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have a couple partnerships that are paid uh, that we're kind of waiting on right now, which is just so cool. Yes. Um, But I want to focus more on that. Um, and just kind of bring more awareness of how different your life can look mm-hmm. from anyone else around you, but it can still work. Um, but my partner and I, we do photography on the road. Uh, she has her own like full e-commerce of all, all this she does. So whether it's like podcasting um, to video editing to um, she does like custom embroidery. And I've never fully understood that, but I've never fully understood like the talent that she has yes, yes um yes. but she's very skilled um and has a list of just like custom pieces that people want from her cool. um and then for me I have been kind of toying back and forth of like entrepreneurship is really hard like you know this but it's also a thing of like I'm tired of working so hard but I also love working hard So I've dabbled back and forth of like applying to more traditional jobs. Mm -hmm. But anytime that I get an interview, I think I mess it up for myself because they're like, okay, so like, why are you on a job search? Like what brought you to looking Mm -hmm. for employment? Um, And my answer always, because I'm waiting for someone to be like, okay, I get that, um, is I'm not really looking for like, I'm not here needing this. I'm here looking to find somewhere where I can spend my extra energy and time Mm -hmm. to build more like stable financially for me. Um, And I'm looking for like a a team that I can do that with. And I want to do that with. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, HR people just don't dig that. So I I was like, so very like, I need you to come in. I know. <laughs> I think they're like, I want, I just, I will work for you and dedicate my whole life to you. Um, but that's not how I operate anything anymore. Yeah. Um, so we have different ways of how we make money. Um, I am a consultant for a national 
uh, disabilities organization that does a lot of training mm-hmm. um, virtually and in person, I guess now. Um, so that is the bulk of my finances. Um, and it aligns really well to what I want to do and what I like to do. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like well, at one point you maybe were like, yes. Like, and at one point you were looking at like the cutest little cafe, right? Was that you kind of Oh my like, God. Yeah. It was so cute. But did you have like, I, I can also imagine like van life, like you don't want to stay somewhere super, super long. Is that cause issues or are you just not tell people like you're actually like on the road? I would, I wouldn't. Right. Yeah. I don't, I think it could cause issues. I was a camp host at the park that I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And so that means like I was able to live on the coast for free mm-hmm. and I wanted, so I wanted the van life. I wanted to move to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And another like cute little thing was I wanted to work in a cute little coastal town. Yes. And like before I started van life, when I started like researching it, all that stuff, I actually looked up cute little towns on the Oregon coast. And I wrote down Florence. Ooh. So when I got the camp host position, I was like, where is this? And it was in Florence. Wow. And so I was like, oh my God, this is meant to be. Um, so I was here for like three months and then I was off. But like my employer back then was completely fine. She's like, come mm-hmm. back whenever, like if you're driving cool. through, but like you can't expect much if you're, if you literally know that person's living in a van. Yeah. And like, I just feel that all the van lifers that we've met mm-hmm. and that I've met, like very reliable, very kind, very adventurous, but like, we're not committed. Mm-hmm. Like we're not, mm-hmm. our long term is on the road. Mm-hmm. Not to just like play and like experience and like, yeah. so in your mind, and I've been so intrigued by this because I'm very like flowy, like kind of like I could quit everything on a dime and like not be attached and go like be a cocktail waitress. I just like, don't, I think as long as I'm having fun and like enjoying what I do day to day, like I don't care what it looks like. And I think like that has to be like what most van life life for people like are Mm -hmm. like, right. Like, and so it sounds like you kind of resonate with that. Like, and that's so hard, I think, because people want to understand you from the perspective of what you do. And so then you're like, I do a lot, but also like, don't. (laughs) So it's like, how do you, do you find that people kind of want to understand you from their own perspective and like, don't get you? Yes. Uh, I believe that I bring a lot of stress and like worry to my friends and family, like my close friends and family, because it's like, what is she doing? Is she okay? Like, how is she doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on here? Um, but that question in itself is so hard. Like when people are like, oh, so what do you do? You're like, like ah, a little bit of everything that I want, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. anything that I want, um, mm-hmm. because it's not just a simple answer. Yeah. Um, but that's why it is so, I, I, it's just so nice. And it's so like filling to meet other van lifers on the way um, mm-hmm. because they get it. Yeah. Like they just get it we recently met someone who was even more like oh yeah I think I'm gonna go here like really had no idea mm-hmm. like she was she was supposed to be in California but she ended up here because there was a concert that her friend invited her to and then she's like gonna drive to Alaska 
with some people that she met and I'm like what are you like this. Uh, she's like I don't know I'm just gonna go I'm like wow. got you I understand I, I get okay. that I understand but you are next level goals, yes. goals. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like, I remember reading the quote, I don't even know who said it, but just like kind of the purpose of life is to enjoy it. And I think like when I'm really like in that mental space, it's like, whoa, like, am I enjoying this? Like, is this fun? Like if I was told like, you're going to die in a few months, would I be like, cool? Yeah. Like I'm good. I've been living my truth and like I could go, you know, or would I be like, oh man, really? Like, yeah, I just like think that's so, it's so existential, but I think it's like, so worth asking ourselves regularly because I don't know, like, what are we doing all this stuff for, for like you were saying, like the professional status, the awards, the like, for what is the stuff like, and I guess some people like truly, honestly, if that probably does light them up and that's their truth and their joy, but Mm -hmm. I would predict most people are just going through the motions and like doing the things because it's like expectations. But I think it's also very scary as a person to choose different but then it's also very scary to continue telling those people around you who have who want the best mm-hmm. in their way for you um, that you are choosing different and that you are going to be okay. Uh, I, I, I'm not really sure. My, I think my family is just very used to me nowadays where like I could call them and be like, you guys... I'm going to go and live in Mexico for the winter. I literally told them that. And, they and my mom's like, like, okay, well, like, how are you going to have internet? <laughs> and like, that was the thing. Because if that was four or five years ago, they'd been like, no. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. what are you going to do? Now but it's like, like some functional things versus mm-hmm. like, you're crazy. I like yeah, it. Like, it's okay. a, I think there is like a bit of a dot, like our family members and friends just need to kind of see us like, prove that we're going to stay alive and like, you know, feed ourselves and be okay. And then they're kind of like, Oh, okay. You're going to do another crazy thing. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. I trust you more. Not that like we need that, but it does help because these are the people we see and talk to you probably most of the time, you know? Yeah. Well, and I really do believe that there is that small like ripple effect, you know, Mm -hmm. like when you choose to do something that serves you 100%, uh, you kind of like maybe low-key influence others of like oh Mm -hmm. like she's doing this really cool thing that I've never even heard of yeah I can take a little bit of that and do this really cool thing I've always Mm -hmm. wanted to try um yeah I feel like I've said that Instagram has been like that for me in terms of like some people are like oh social media is so (laughs) bad and I'm like no like honestly growing up in a small town where I thought like entrepreneurship meant owning the bakery like I had no idea that you could like make money online and that you could do all of these things until I like spent time on Instagram. And I was like, Whoa, you can do that and make money. Like it just like opened my eyes in a way that was so positive. Like it just Mm -hmm. made me feel limitless, unstoppable. Like I could really truly do and try anything and everything. And I would always be okay. Cause we live in such a world where it's like, you can yeah. be supported by really random talents that you have on the internet or in person, whatever. So it's really, it's an interesting time. Yeah. And you can make as much money as you want or as little as you need. Like it, yeah. it is okay. And it's, I remember having a conversation. No, I was not having a conversation. I overheard. <laughs> it was like, I think it was in high school or college. I'm not really sure, but someone was like, 
making fun of people who went to YouTube to like mm-hmm. do anything. Like yeah. YouTube's not a job, but now mm-hmm. it's like YouTube's a job. Content creation and YouTube and having those platforms are that's a whole different industry now. Like oh, yeah. people go to school to be on that. You know, like it's just wild. It really so, is. Like I think mm-hmm. I was reading like the creator economy is like 105 billion dollars. Like that is like it's so cool that today you can truly make a living creating content that brings people joy and brings like creators joy. And I think, I mean, we're on the cusp of like that, just like continuing to grow. And I, it makes me so happy because I think so many people will find a real, find a way to like come back to themselves and like really honor their gift and like, whether they're super funny or they're really creative or they're just like, people like watching them knit, like whatever it is, like, you can do anything and everything. And if you like, I feel like it's the consistency staying with it and like showing yourself it's possible. Like it is. It's not going to take some time, obviously, but yeah. yeah. I think there's so much possibility and like, there's so many jobs that don't exist yet, but just because no one has tried it. Mm -hmm. Like one of my uh, really good friends, her son just graduated preschool Mm -hmm. uh, and they had asked like, so what do you want to what do you want to be when you're older? And he's like, well, I want to be a pencil maker. And my friend was like, Sierra, he wants to be a pencil maker and like kind of worried. And I was like, who even cares? By that time, I bet pencils are going to be such like this vintage, like wanted collection. Mm -hmm. And he could be like the world's best, most known pencil maker. Oh my gosh. And she was like, oh my god and I was like famous world that we don't really is I was like all the things that we're using like it's going to be outdated within a Mm -hmm. couple of years yeah I know so many possibilities so many possibilities the fact that I like have a two-year-old that I'm like I know know, I'm like what is gonna what is her role gonna be who Mm -hmm. even knows who even knows I just wow it's Mm mind-blowing so give us like a few like if you were to give advice on van life if someone's like curious about it any like pointers that you learned along the way I did not follow this piece of advice because I am who I am uh and I must learn the lesson but if you are interested in van life please rent a van Mm. like live in a tiny home that can go uh because my van is beautiful and it serves me but it could serve me better Mm. like the layout is not designed for my life okay um even the life that I want uh and I would immediately change it. Like I've already been tossing back and forth of like, I think I'm going to go back to the builder and have them redo it. Mm, like, wow. it's just to just be better fit for the, like, it's not a full-time van for mm-hmm. me. So go and experience what it's like to live in a tiny space um, and to do everything from like using the bathroom to cooking, to folding laundry, to fixing a van bed, because mm. that shit is hard like you didn't wake up to choose cardio cardio chooses you every day when you fix the bed in the van every day and I have to fix the bed every day in the van and that shit is just a chore (laughs) and like laundry day no thank you but like Mm -hmm. you have to experience not only living on the go Mm -hmm. but living very very small Mm -hmm. um and you have to just 
live in like the true minimalist way whether you're minimal minimalist or not you're going to be forced into being one yeah yeah because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you like don't have any of your like go-to favorites even like something like as simple as like the plants behind me like those mm-hmm. like wouldn't probably like some maybe house plants are in your van but like realistically like you're not going to have a lot of those or like an mm-hmm. espresso machine like that's going to mm-hmm. take up a lot of rooms so they got to sacrifice some of the like bougie coffee options I imagine like yeah well and if we have like we have different ways to make coffee Mm -hmm. but then you have to think about okay what are we in the mood to do today like Mm -hmm. where is that coffee thing that we need yeah and how much time is it gonna be Mm -hmm. for us to get to it (laughs) and then set it up and then also like do things charge or do things plug in do things go by solar like Mm -hmm. There's so many small pieces you just have to think a little bit more about when you live mm-hmm. in a van. Yep. But 100%, I would continue choosing this. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been considering actually going bigger and getting like a travel trailer mm-hmm. um, or an RV because we just love like choose to be like, oh, bitch, I'm going to live in the Grand Canyon for a while. And yeah. next month, will be in the Grand Tetons mm-hmm. and next month mm-hmm. will be in Alaska like another pro tip is to travel with the weather okay like just don't choose chaos yeah, just like, yeah. avoid it mm-hmm. yeah you can have a plant if you travel with the weather mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I don't know you just don't get it's just different like you get less of things but you get more of so much else mm-hmm. oh my gosh I love that so if people like obviously want to follow this journey and anything else you do, like what are you up to day to day? Cause you have this little, this program I saw you have mm-hmm. going, is this still a thing? Tell us about that yes. today. So, what are you doing? Um, today I have a program called the daily moments or TDM mm-hmm. and it's a tiny collection of daily practices, um, that can basically teach you to have an unfuckable level of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't been able to really promote it because it's been like one thing yeah. after the other. Like this is my birthday month and it's the oh. worst month I've ever had. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand <laughs> what's happening, but this program is a collection of women throughout the nation. And it's just, it, I was just talking to someone yesterday about it who was asking and it feels like we're all, all sitting around a fire and we're showing up the way we want and it doesn't matter what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And we're practicing what it's like to have intentional silence and to really ask ourselves, like, what is it that we're doing that we can let go of? Mm-hmm. And what is it that we can accept? Um, and it's just a safe space. There's a community forum on Instagram. Um, you get uh, weekly emails with all like the journal prompts and mindset practices so all the work is done for you um you just have to show up for yourself for at least 30 minutes a day yeah uh, have your daily moment and then on Mondays and Thursdays we have live moment sessions Mm -hmm. and I think those are the most powerful because you actually get to see and talk Mm. um, and experience with everyone who's in the group I love that I just think it's so oh like what a I, I love like your just your message on like peace and mm-hmm. like rest and in a yeah. world that's so just chaotic and mm-hmm. I, I think it's such a refreshing message and I'm sure the people who come to you and find you are like thank you 
Thank you for being that voice of just like, you don't have to hustle. You don't have to grind so hard. Like again, life is designed to be enjoyed. And like, if you're hustling all the time, you're just, what is that? Where do you rest and play? And so I think that's so beautiful. And then you show up as your, your content creator self on, on the gram, probably on TikTok too, right? You, are you a TikToker? I am starting a TikTok, but (laughs) it's a lot of work. But you're kind of, like you're yeah. doing the reels, so it's like you know same difference, right? Like the reels are fun. I kind of feel like I'm leaning more towards. Um, so I run mine, and that's been like kind of hard for me to show up with lately. And then I also run um, our like collected one together. It's called the Megan Sierra Show, mm-hmm. um, and that's the one that's getting a lot of like traction from different companies and brands. Okay. Cool. And I think it's just. Honestly, I think it's because we're an interracial queer couple and people love it. People love to see it and van life and we have a cute dog and it's just yep. fun. Yep. And so we're going to take it and go. Uh, but yeah, those are the two places that you can keep up with me um, along the adventure. Oh my gosh. I love it. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I think it's just so meaningful to hear more of your journey. Like, I didn't know you were such like a young professional go getter kind of gal. Like I really kind of met you in your entrepreneur evolution. Cause that's kind of like when I started meeting people. So it's interesting mm-hmm. to hear like that and like how you have shifted so dramatically. And I think I really was excited to, to, for listeners to just hear that, like what's possible for themselves. And I think like it's mm-hmm. through your story that hopefully they connect either with you and what you do in the world or just give themselves permission to like, try to step out of like what they're used to or what they feel like they should. So thank you for being that permission slip for people today. (laughs) You're welcome. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Local to Legend. If you really enjoyed this episode, as always, feel free to share it with someone who may need a dose of inspiration today or feel free to leave a review so we can touch more lives of local business owners everywhere. And say hello to us in the DMs if you hang out on Instagram. We're over at love.local and we love supporting you, getting to know you, sharing your stuff and learning what you're all about. So thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time.